What's up, you guys? This is another episode of the Super Option Report where we talk about sports, comics, and pop culture. And today is Tuesday, so you know what time it is. It's the weekend recap, where I recap everything that happened in sports, comics, and pop culture over the weekend. So, uh, first off, let's go ahead and start with college football, with sports. Um, now, the big game that happened this week, obviously, was Oregon and Washington. Now, obviously, it was a great game. It was a classic. I definitely watched that over the mess that was happening with, with Logan Paul and Dylan Dan. I'm not, no. I was not watching that celebrity boxing match. Absolutely not. That was a waste of time. I knew it would be a waste of time, so that's why I watched college football instead. So, uh, yeah, this was a great game. Back and forth, uh, there was a lot of... At one point, it looked like uh, Oregon was going to, like, all the risky moves you're gonna, they were going to do, like never actually punting or, or like, uh, kicking field goals. Like, at one point, it looked like it was going to work the entire time, right? When they went for two and it worked. Uh, as for Washington, at, at another point in the game, around, like, the early third quarter, it looked like Washington was going to blow Oregon out or run away, run away with that game, but it didn't happen. It was back and forth. And, and honestly... Both teams seem pretty even. Look, I, they both look like great teams. I undersold Oregon a little. I thought they'd be really good this year. I didn't think they'd be this good. Washington looked great, obviously. Michael Penix Jr. is now the Heisman favorite at this point. Has to be. Uh, but, yeah, like, like phenomenal game. I would say Dan Lanning's coaching for Oregon, like the decision-making, going for two all the time or going uh, uh, for a first down or a fourth down, almost every single time, bit him in the butt. He did a little too much, and the irony of it all is that at the end of the game, when they had to kick a field goal, instead of going for it on fourth down, he decided to, or, or like get an extra playoff, he decided to just kick a field goal, and it was no good. So, yeah, that was the irony of it, that he never really attempted field goals until the very last play of the game, and it was no good. But, like, overall, he took it well. Like, he... It was, it was ironic because it was kind of like uh, how Deion Sanders took it when Colorado gave up that big league, which was a complete disaster, by the way. But, yeah, like, like they both kind of respond the same way. Like, yeah, that was on us. That was on me. And honestly, that's the best way to handle it as a coach. Like, that's how you're, how you're supposed to handle it. So, like, overall, yeah, it, it was a lot of mistakes by Dan Landing in terms of going a little too aggressive. But I don't mind it. I wouldn't have done it. No, this is not me. Like, like there are times you go aggressive and times you don't go aggressive. And he went a little too aggressive. But at the end of the day, Oregon still showed that they're a great team. But Washington, again, like, I thought them and USC would be the two national title contenders out of the Pac-12 this year. And Washington's proving their point. USC, on the other hand, I don't know what's happening to them the last few weeks. Their defense has been pretty bad this whole year but their offense has kind of taken a step down those last two to three weeks and it definitely showed and finally the floodgates finally opened uh against Notre Dame it just fell through like it it, it was a complete disaster Caleb Wheeler was probably his his worst game of his entire career uh uh, uh it, yeah it, it was a complete disaster um the crazy thing is that Notre Dame didn't even gain a lot of yards. I don't even know if Notre Dame gained 300 yards of offense, and yet they put up almost 50 on them. 
Like, and four of those scores were off of turnovers. Another score was off of a, a special team's uh, kick return for a touchdown. So, yeah, like, majority of their points weren't even offensive. They didn't even have to, do, they have to put their offense on the field like that. It was just a complete disaster. USC, if they're going to beat Oregon, especially if they're going to beat Washington, they have to fix those problems. You can't play like you did the last three weeks. They have to they have to turn it around and play like they did the like the first month and a half of the season. Well, the first month of the season, they were balling out. I don't know what's happened the last two or three weeks, but they need to turn that around quickly because they got Washington Oregon coming up, and if they're gonna play like that. They're gonna be nine and three this year. Uh, in other college football news, uh, Michigan looks like the best team in the country to me. I know bias, I'm a Michigan fan, but seriously, when you look at it, they've dominated every opponent, and they've beaten them with ease. It, it's, they've beaten them like you'd beat, like a, a, a team of that caliber would beat, like a, a, an FCS school, like a cupcake. Like, you dominate them, don't want really to try that hard, uh, and then by the fourth quarter, you sit all your starters on both sides. Like, it's been like that. And I know that the, the schedule's not that tough, but Georgia's schedule isn't much better, and they look way more dominant than Georgia has. Like, I get it. Michigan shouldn't leapfrog Georgia, but in the playoff rankings, when they don't care, don't be surprised if Michigan starts out as the number one team in the first playoff rankings. Do not be surprised, especially if they keep on dominating, which they should, because they have Michigan State and Purdue coming up, and they're going to blow the, both of them out. So, yeah. Don't be surprised that Georgia's without Brock Bowers, which sucks. Hopefully he's healed by uh, bowl season. But but Georgia has, what, Florida and Missouri and Ole Miss and Tennessee. Their toughest stretch is coming up. So, without Brock Bowers. So, they might have some close... So, they might have some close uh, uh, games coming up. And because of that, I would not be surprised if Michigan leapfrogs them. Or they start out as number one team in the first... Uh, playoff rankings this year. Ohio State looks great too, as does Penn State and North Carolina and Duke and Florida State. There's some, uh, obviously, the Pac 12, like I said, USC's still in there, but Washington and Oregon, who's still in there as well? Oregon uh, and Georgia, still, they're still in there. They haven't looked the best, but they're still undefeated, right? Like, you have some teams this year. So this upcoming, these next few weeks are going to be a lot. Because they're all going to match up against each other these in this, the final stretch of the season. So I think that's really great. Now, as for the NFL, um, first off, that Chiefs-Broncos game was not the best. That, yeah, uh, the less I talk about that, the better. Uh... The Lions look great, man. Like, really good. The Lions are, unironically, and I tweet this out, honestly, they're probably the favorites to win the Super Bowl this year. Like, they're probably Super Bowl favorites, honestly. And on paper, they're the best team in the NFL right now. Unironically. Like, just objectively at this point. Which is crazy, because we're almost halfway through the season, and we're saying this. The Lions are elite. Like, if they were to win the whole thing, I would not be surprised. They don't really have a flaw, which is crazy. <laughs> like, 
I'm shocked by that. The Bengals, watch out. Although the Ravens did turn around, they bounced back as well. And so, like, the Ravens and Bengals and the Steelers, like, okay. And the Browns, what the heck? Beating the 49ers and the Jets. Beating the Eagles. The Jets, like I said before, the Jets have so much talent that just with decent quarterback and online play, they can make the playoffs. Uh, the Browns, their defense is so good, doesn't even matter, really. Uh, let's see. And the Bills and Giants, that was a lot. Uh, first off, the the last play for the Giants on both halves was flip-flopping, and it's the right move. They should have, I like, I, I, I didn't, they should have ran the ball at the end of the game and passed the ball at the end of the first half. Also, that was a blatant, though, uh, uh, defensive uh, either holding or pass interference on that last play of the game, though. I'm surprised that they didn't call it. Well, yeah, I'm still surprised they didn't call that. I know it was home cooking and everything, but that was ridiculous. But still, I just flip-flop the two plays and the Giants win that game. Now, as for the final game of the week, Cowboys bounce back. I know it's the Chargers, and the Chargers are probably the best team in the entire world at finding ways to lose, but the Cowboys looked great. And honestly, they should have probably won by a much larger margin. Coaching was questionable for the Cowboys, and they still won. Quarterback play was amazing. Dak Prescott, complete rebound. The defense played great. Like, yeah, the Cowboys looked really good. So, if they could play like that, and less like they did against the Cardinals or the 49ers, then the, then the Cowboys, I wouldn't be surprised if they won the NFC East, honestly. Like, they have a talent. It's just execution and coaching. That's really it, honestly. If they can get those two things uh, done right consistently, yeah, they could win the NFC East. There's still, like, yeah. like So it's going to be interesting how the NFL goes for the rest of, of the season because it's going to be really, you got the Lions out of nowhere, the, the AFC North, who knows who wins that one, either the Bengals or the Ravens. Could be anyone else, though. So. Browns don't look bad, neither do the Steelers. Uh, the NFC East, Eagles and Cowboys, 49ers are probably going to win the NFC West. But still... Like, you got some interesting battles going on for the rest of the season. Can the Jets make the playoffs? So, yeah, like, like the NFL looks to have a very uh, exciting season this year. Now, other sports that happened. In baseball, I said, uh, <laughs> I said, uh, Phillies, Astros, uh, rematch. So far, the Phillies are doing their job. The Astros are not. I don't know what the Astros are doing. I mean, they're down 2 nothing, and it doesn't look good. It's not looking good. So, at this rate, it might be Phillies-Rangers, and I don't know who wins that one. I'll just go ahead and say, I think that if it's Phillies-Rangers, I think it'll be the Phillies that win. Just because they almost won last year. They face another Texas team this year. I, I don't know. I feel like they're going to try to go all out and win this World Series. So I'm still sick with the Phillies winning the World Series, but it's most likely going to be against the Rangers now. So thanks, Astros, for nothing, I guess. Uh, and as for the other part of sports that happened, WNBA, the finals. Okay. So Liberty Liberty got their... their Because their, it, it was getting pretty bad. They needed this win badly. And they got their win back. They needed that. Um, now, 
do I think that Liberty, that the New York Liberty win game four? I don't see that happening. But who knows? Like they could, but the Aces just look better on paper all, all around. But the players that need to step up for the Liberty, they stepped up in game three. Like badly. Uh, uh, well, for the most part, yeah, Brianna Stewart play, uh, stepped up, but uh, uh, Sabrina, she, she was still off. Like, she only had uh, nine points, three for nine. Like, like she was still not there. And it, again, like, yeah, they balled out, but the, the the Aces played pretty bad for the most part outside of Kelsey Blum, but like, and like Asia Wilson, but like, if, if they think the Aces are going to play that bad again for a second trade game, no. So Sabrina Unesco, like she has to really step up in Game Four. She's kind of the key like player. If she doesn't play, if she plays like how she's played the first three games of this series, then then the Liberty aren't going to win this series. Like they're going to lose in, in Game Four, and wouldn't be surprised if it's not close. So yeah. She's the key player. Sabrina Unesco, she's the key player in this series for Game 4. If she plays bad again, then congrats Las Vegas Aces. You're going to win uh, the whole championship uh, tomorrow night, on Wednesday night. So that's it for sports. On the comics, uh, first off, what a... I just want to say, like, like, in terms of in Marvel Comics, what's happening right now, what they're hyping up, makes me... If this is anticipation for what the MCU is going to be in the future, the MCU is going to be in good hands. They're really hyping up uh, the X-Men big time. Uh, it's the end of the Krakoa era. So, like, there's a new era, but, like, it's nothing but X-Men right now. And it looks like that's going to be for a foreseeable future. Which is... A, like I said, if that's connecting, if it's anything like how how Marvel has done in the past relating to MCU, to the MCU, then the MCU will be in good hands in the future. Now, taking that out and taking out how good Loki was, because again, Loki is very good. Um, seeing the 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 potential numbers for Marvels is oof, like. It looks like it's gonna bomb, which I've never like. Again, like, people might say like, "Oh, uh, it's Captain Marvel." A lot of people hate Captain Marvel. And yes, there are a lot of neckbeards out here who don't like Captain Marvel. But like, like her movie, like the first one, still did a billion, y'all. <laughs> like this is not gonna. And I think it's a combination of things. I think it's a combination of, of, of again, like I said before, Avengers fatigue. Specifically, that not Marvel or comic books fatigue, but Avengers fatigue. I'm pretty sure when they put the Fantastic Four and X-Men out there, which people are just waiting to happen, that numbers will boost up again. But it's also the lack of advertising. I didn't see a lot of promotion or advertising for it. And this is not just a Marvel problem. This is a whole Disney problem in general. You remember Elementals? They did an awful job with advertising that. Like, I don't know what's up with Disney, but the last year and a half, their promotions of their movies and films have been really bad. So, like, just combining both of those... I, I'm not that surprised that the numbers are that bad. It is it, like the the momentum is not on their side. It, I will just say this: like they need the, the X Men badly. Another thing that happened in comic books, obviously, 
There's that Invincible trailer. I'm ready. And now they say they got season three done too, pretty much. Like, oh man. Seven to eight seasons, it makes sense. Now, let's just say this, y'all. Who hasn't, whoever, whoever hasn't read the Invincible's comic book, Invincible comic book, like if it's as good, if, it, if they connect to the show what's in the comics like they have in the first two seasons, I mean the first season, then yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a classic. You, everyone's going to absolutely love this this show. So yeah, like definitely anticipating this. A show of the year contender, definitely. And probably the most hyped show of the year for me personally is this Invincible uh, show, season two, coming up. I'm super hyped. So yeah, that was it for comic books. As for pop culture, you guys saw what happened with Drake. He now officially has tied Michael Jackson for most number one Billboard 100 hits ever. I'll say this. A lot of it is streaming in, uh, 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 I don't know. Like, I think I can make a whole episode about this with my brother, honestly. Probably will in the future. But... Let's just say this: the music industry has changed a lot since they've implemented streaming to uh, to charts since 2016, I believe. Because before that, I don't know if he had, if I'm correct, I don't believe he had a number one hit before 2015, which is crazy. And now he's broken the record or tied the record. So, like, like I, I, the future is gonna be interesting with this with streaming if, if this keeps up and streaming stays whatever future artists are out there who knows what records are gonna be i know records are meant to be broken but it could get pretty wild out here let's just say that so uh yeah and and, and hip-hop overall again it had a rough start historically rough start but it's picked up again towards the end of, of the year along with pop and r&b so all right it's back to normal i guess we still have a, a distinct sound though to this decade which is concerning, because we're about to enter 2024. So, I, I, I don't know what the sound could be. The, the, the future, who knows? I, I, next year is, is a lot to anticipate next year when it comes to music. Just to see what is going to come out and what the distinct sound of this decade is going to be, because I've never heard of a decade that didn't have a distinct sound to it. So yeah, that's all for uh, uh, this weekend recap. Uh, I would say... Be, I, if this was yesterday, I would have just done uh, for my my big time pick my Monday night football game. But because it's not, I'll go with something else. And yeah, I'll go with the WNBA. I'll say this, like I said before, Sabrina Unesco, she is the key factor of of game four uh, tomorrow night and Wednesday night. However, how well she plays, that's who wins this game. I'll go off of what she's done the rest of the series, though. Even in the win, she struggled. So I'll say she still struggles and the Aces win game four and win the whole series. So that's it for today. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, without you guys, I can't do this. Uh, again, without you guys downloading, subscribing, and, and following and liking, this doesn't exist. So again, thank you guys. Also, for following me on social media, on Twitter, at Pulliam, P-U-L-L-I-A-M underscore Blake, all lowercase, and on threads, Blake underscore pulliam1, all lowercase, and on TikTok, the Triple Option Report, just like my podcast. So, that's it for today. See you guys again on Wednesday, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. See you guys. Bye.